Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. Now as we go to the Word of God today, I want to talk to you about effective prayer. See, I, I, I think that, that it's, there's a tendency right now that, to just focus in on, on natural means. And thank God for that. I appreciate all the efforts that doctors are making, the medical science is making, and all the, all the research and everybody coming together looking for uh, medicines that can, can actually help those that have already been impacted for working towards a, 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 a cure, a vaccine, um, all of those different kinds of things that are at work, rallying together and, and coming together to provide key specific things that's needed in this time you know, masks and ventilators and all. Uh, praise God for all that, all those efforts. Um, the stimulus package of, of trillions of dollars that's, that's uh, you know, uh, hopeful to be able to bring about, you know, a resurgence, you know, or at least a stabilization to the economy. I just, I just want to say this. I believe in, in my heart that we'll not solve this through the arm of the flesh, that we, this is a time when we need to turn to God and, and I know that I'm, I'm probably addressing even in speaking, in, you know, to, to some extremism of a modern gospel, you know, to where it's almost like you don't even need to pray or need to ask forgiveness or need to do anything. It's just, you know, God's already done everything. And it's this extreme sovereignty mentality, predestination mentality. And, I, and I'm sorry, I do not agree with that. You can't read your Bible from beginning to end and not find to where there is not a call for people to be moved into a place of calling upon God in the place of prayer. And so <clears throat> I believe that we're, we're supposed to do this. That uh, God, you know, when you think about, you know, the, the, the challenges that we face, God wants to show up in a big way. We need to be reminded that he, he's, he's all-knowing. He's got all the answers. He wants to release maybe those creative ideas and, and solutions to uh, individuals that are, that are seeking and calling upon him. He wants to be all-powerful because God is all-powerful. And he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. And so God wants to show up in our lives, even through his names, whether it's, you know, through Elohim, El Elyon, El Shaddai, or whether you, you take that down into some of the other covenant names of Jehovah, God wants to be God in our lives and be real. And he wants to be Savior. He wants to be our shepherd. He wants to be our healer. He wants to, and we have to open ourselves up and receive from him. Prayer is about some of those kind of things. So sometimes we, we may think of prayer just in one form, but there is a, a multifaceted dynamic of prayer. And I want to touch on some of it. And then I'm believing that we're going to be called into a greater place of prayer. I heard this past week where the Jewish rabbis began to collect, is actually started by a young man that went to a rabbi and said, hey, I've got an idea of using online media platform and format to be able to do an international prayer meeting. 
Well, lo and behold, they did that. And if I'm not mistaken, it, I think it was just men. It may have been just may have been uh, people that tuned in. I, I, I'm not sure how they got their number, but oh, they said over a half a million viewers or people. No telling what that number really was as far as that what that could represent. But over a half a million that they know of that tuned in to as as these rabbis led internationally a time of prayer for the world a time of prayer what would happen if if christ followers also laid down our differences laid down some of the, some of our, our our different things of and and really moved to a place of all collectively together coming into a place of prayer I hope that maybe we can do some platform and, and lead in this. So get ready. You know, we're going to maybe roll some of that out because I, I believe that this is the time. But you could do it now. And, and one of the rabbis, he continued to exhort that they would, they would um, individually find platforms of prayer groups. They initially wanted to still have groups of 10 people in synagogues. Well, what they found was is that... that uh, 25% of all known uh, diagnoses of COVID-19 was coming from gatherings in the synagogue. And so to be able to go ahead and, and continue to practice the, the social distancing, they decided not to do those group gatherings. They, they, but as far as in person, but they're encouraging this through online platforms to continue. And I, ju I just want to believe God that we, we are going to gather, even if it's through online formats, to be able to do this. Now, what about prayer? Well, let me, let me, let me go to this. we got to get here because I want to give you some teaching, and I won't be able to cover a lot in detail, but I want to, I want to give you enough today, and then we're going to try and maybe take this deeper in, in some, some of the days ahead. In Philippians chapter 4, uh, six and seven, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Boy, is that a word for us right now. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Look at this. The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a powerful scripture for us during this time that we would not allow ourselves to be caught up in fear or anxiety. And it's, it's pretty easy. You know, you sit around, you watch enough news and you talk about it, you know, with it, with among yourselves, you can, you can build that, this, this, this situation, the crisis, the, the, the new cases, the people that you might know that now have been diagnosed. Um, we, if we're not careful, we, we turn our focus and all of a sudden where our mind and our focus goes, our emotions go, our, our decision-making goes, everything begins to track that direction. We have to make sure that we are in a place where we're not anxious for anything, but you know what? We're going to buy prayer. And it's about worship. When you go into the actual Greek words, I, I, I wanna, I'm going to break it down here as we go through here, but it's, it's not just about asking God. This is also about worshiping Him. It's about full surrender and 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 making sure that your heart is truly open 
to all that God has for you concerning his will for your life. And so we'll, we'll touch some more on that. The first thing concerning effective prayer is it's about your confidence. It's about your confidence. Can you be confident to pray and believe and trust that God is on your side? He wants to answer prayer. That's why I believe whenever they asked Jesus about it, he said, he said pray like this, our Father, our Father. He, be, he began that with us understanding God as our Father. Now, that sometimes is a struggle for many because didn't always have a good dad, didn't have a dad that represented God well. Maybe they were abusive. Maybe there was, um, you know, uh, no spirituality. Maybe they didn't serve God. And, and sometimes the way we relate to, to our Heavenly Fathers because of the dysfunction and some of the problems that we've had in our earthly relationship with our natural father. And I, I just want to encourage you. He, he's he's a, not only a good, good God, He is a great God, a great Father, good, good Father. And you can have a confidence in Him and understand that, that your perception and what you believe about your Heavenly Father is going to affect the other aspects of your life of how you would even pray. If you don't believe that God is for you, if somehow you believe that God is against you, if, if somehow some of you believe that, that God has done this to do evil to us, then, then why would you pray about it? You know, why would you, you know, I mean, we got we to gotta get the right perspective of who our God is. And he is our father. And so I don't believe, you know, my dad, yeah, you know, he wasn't perfect by any means. And he had, you know, issues and, and different things and sometimes worse through his lifetime than others when, when you know, his, his life was definitely not aligned to the word of God. And, and with that, but I, I, I just want to say, there was something in him that I know that he always wanted better for us, for us kids, for his kids. He wanted better for us. And so there's, there's at least some good things in that that really helped me to know that my God is for me, not against him. My God, he wants to be a heavenly father to me. And he wants to be that way to you. But you've got, to, you've got to change your perspective, change some of that, and understand that, that, uh, that He's there to love you to, with an unconditional love, to receive you, to bring life transformation to you, even in your midst of your struggle. That, that's not a time to run from God. It's a time to run to God. But if you're going to continue to hide and, and cover up and, and do what Adam and Eve tried to do with the fig leaves and apron, then you know what? You're, you're, going, to, you're going to be hiding. God's going to be walking through the cool of the day in the garden going, man, where are you? I want fellowship with you. And Adam and Eve, you know, they were like, hey, we're naked. We've blown it. And he's like, hey, who told you? <laughs> you know, the devil's still a liar and he'll tell you things. Of your, of your inferiority, of your your shortcomings, your weaknesses, your sin. He, the enemy still will attack the mind and try to drive you away from God. Will try to drive a wedge between you and God. 
But listen, you need to have confidence that God is our Father and we can receive from Him. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, that's a, that's a strong word because it's about our confidence, our complete reliance upon Him. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him, to make Him fully gratified is what it, what it means there. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. He is God all of, of all of creation and that He is a rewarder of those who would diligently seek Him. Come on, God wants to, wants to set this thing up to where He comes on the scene and He's able to invade this, this, this time and this situation and pour out His Spirit and that Jesus Christ would be exalted and lifted up as Savior of the world. Oh, come on, I'm believing for this end time revival and for this to be a move of God and for us to see the glory of God to cover the earth. It's time for us to believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who would seek Him. It's a time for us to gather in that. So what does prayer look like? So prayer, what it actually looks like, I believe, is that it involves worship. That's when you really go to the root word in even that passage that we talked about of prayer. It's about this time of worship to where we come before him with songs of praise and, and, and exaltation and where he's exalted. You know, where, where the songs aren't just about us. The songs are about him. It's about giving him honor that he is due. And it's time for us to change the, the, the scenario, change the, the, uh, the message and change this. I believe this is the time for us to capture and to make it about Him. Let's worship God. Let's, because what happens, you start exalting God. You start magnifying God. You make God bigger than any circumstance or situation that we face. That it's about worship. It's about communication. That, that, you know, I, I know that sometimes we struggle in that and we can say, well, I don't, I don't know how to pray. Talk to him. Just, just carry on a conversation. It's okay to just be able to have communication. And that doesn't mean that you do all the talking. There's some listening involved that, 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 that you need to understand that in the place of worship and sometimes there, there should be moments when we're just simply quiet. And we're willing to hear what the Spirit of God may be speaking to us. Looking to His Word. Get your Bible out and open it up and allow the Word of God to just come alive and speak to you in your situation. You will be amazed if you are in that place and you're asking for Him to talk to you of how willing He is if you give Him opportunity to speak to your heart to speak to the inward man within, to speak and bring calm to your mind. Oh, come on, this, this, it'll work. There's, it's about communication. It's about petition. It's about asking. I've heard some people say, well, you know, I just, uh, I just don't want to bother him about these things, you know. You know, like, like God's too busy and like God's not big enough to handle all of humanity's uh, needs? No. Or, or another thought of, well, you know, if God wanted me to have it, he would show up and give it to me. No, he says you have not because you ask not. 
There, there is a place where Jesus said, if you would ask anything in my name, there is this place of asking, of petitioning God that he's desirous to bring us into. So what does prayer look like? It should look like a place of worship where we're honoring and exalting and lifting him up. It should be a place to where there's, there's communion that's there, communication that's there. And there is a place for petition for us to make requests, to, to, to ask God for specific things. I've been praying for our, for our leaders to, to hear him, to bow their knee, to confess with their mouth, to make him Lord, not just use their somehow, their religious, you know, knowing, knowing that they're, they're, there's, there's things that people want to hear, and so they're just going to use them as talking points. God, help them. Because if, if, if there's true lordship in their lives, then it should represent the very heart of God and the word of God. And maybe they don't know the word of God. Maybe they don't know the things that God really requires of us and ask of us in our behavior to honor him. You can't say that you love someone and yet you're willing to do evil and speak hatred and, and spew those. We've, we've got to have leaders that humble themselves in prayer and come under the lordship of Jesus Christ and the word of God. And we need to be praying for them that they will submit to that and come in line with that. There's a, this is a time for us that are true Christ followers to rise up and be counted in this day and hour. What, it, what does prayer look like? What should it look like? It, it, honestly, it's about being comfortable and natural in this, being able to just come before our Heavenly Father and talk to Him. But also there's this other element of it, and I talked some about it last week, that it's our words speaking and de declaring the word of God. As you get into the Bible and you sense God speaks certain things, specific things to your life or even over our country, over, over this situation, that we start speaking back God's word. That is also prayer. And that's what you, you see there at the Western Wall as they gather, they're there taking scriptures, connecting the promises of God to their needs, to their situation. And they're reading that, declaring that back to God. It's, this is the time for us to get serious about this and to begin to move into this. So what does prayer look like? Those types of things is what prayer should look like. Well, lastly, I wanna, I wanna talk about that ultimately God wants to answer prayer. But we've got to pray. But if we're moving in prayer, I, I, so so what happens in that? Well, in this place, if we're if we're confident that God wants to answer prayer, then it should affect our receiving. See, a lot of people they 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 say they pray, and and they probably do, and they and they make some you know prayer. They they throw it up. But a lot of times there's not the faith, the receiving aspect of, of the expectation that, you know what, I have given this to God. I'm believing him. I'm standing on his word. I'm declaring every time that spirit of fear tries to come at me, I make a declaration that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but he's given me love, power in a sound mind. And I declare that and I make that verbally spoken. And so I'm fighting the fight of faith. 
But in that, as I've asked God for certain things, I believe I am on the receiving end. That God is going to answer prayer. That God is going to show up on our behalf and move in our situations and, and bring us into a greater fullness of all that He is and all that He wants to bring us. And it shouldn't be just about stuff. This, see, I believe this is a time when God is causing us to hit a reset to where we get our priorities right. Where we understand that, that it's, it's about our, should be about our relationship with God and with one another. And many of us are feeling some of the stress and some of the pain of, of, of that and, and just social separation when we didn't, we didn't realize now maybe we can't see certain relatives that maybe, you know, uh, may have certain underlying conditions and we would put their lives at risk. So sometimes there's this, this extra caution and things that, and social separation and things that happen. And it's really more physical. We, we, we can FaceTime and we can do some things. But, but I just, I know that, that, that we need to have a real understanding that God wants us to receive from Him. He wants us to believe on that. You know, in the book of Acts, there in Acts 12, Peter had been taken uh, captive and put in prison. And he's there in prison. And I love the picture that's there. Peter's in prison. And it says that they got a soldier that's sleeping on each side of him or, or sitting on each side of him and watching him. And it says that Peter is asleep. Now, they've already beheaded James. And now they've captured Peter. And their plan is to behead him. I don't know about you. I may be having a sleepless night. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that, that, that would... Peter's asleep, and they're going to cut his head off in the morning. And yet he's there, and he's at total peace, total rest. And the church is praying, and they're having a prayer meeting go on. And in this prayer meeting, that God answers prayer. All of a sudden, an angel of the Lord shows up, freezing from the chains, opens the, the prison cell, leads Peter out of prison. He shows up over at the house where they've got the prayer meeting going on. And, and this young lady answers the door, you know, through the probably the peephole, it sounds like, and, and the picture of that. And, and, and she's like, you know, and it's Peter, you know, and he's, he's there physically. And so she runs over and she tells some of the leaders, like, you know, Peter's here. He's at the door. And they're like, oh, it must be Peter's ghost. They, they, they must have killed him early. You know, it's like, it ain't Peter. I mean, Peter's in prison. He's, he's, it, it, he's doomed. He ain't getting out. And it was Peter. They didn't believe the prayers they were actually praying. And so, thank God for sometimes God, he answered somebody's prayer. Somebody had to pray the prayer of faith somewhere in that mix. And I just want to encourage you that God wants to answer prayer. I'll never forget one of the, one of the, the, the key times that, that God really taught me about prayers early on in my Christian life. And I was in my early 20s whenever I, when I was born again in my bedroom, completely transformed. I was you know, messed up in my life in so many areas. And, and, and I called upon Jesus out of John 14, 6, where Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. And I said, Jesus, I believe this. And I received the power of the Holy Spirit. Inner transformation took place. Listen, Christianity should not be, and it's not, 
in, in the real theological part of this. It's not about outward behavior modification. It's about an inward transformation. And if you've not experienced an inward transformation, you may not have the real deal and you need to make sure that Jesus is Lord of your life, that you have called upon him and allowed him to take his rightful place as Lord and master of your life. And I remember in that time, I've, of because I'd already went through some days of repentance and turning to God and turning away from some things. And, and in, in that process, that, that by that night when I was born again, transformed, translated from darkness to light, powerful thing happened. So I'm an early, you know, young Christian and it took me a couple of months to find a good church and going to church and learning about prayer and reading books about prayer and developing my own prayer life and, and, and all. And, and so then I had my, uh, my son Lane, which at that time was probably four or five years old. And, and, and so I, I, I was like, well, I got to teach him to pray. And I remember getting down at, at his bedside at night and, and helping him pray and teaching him about prayer. Well, one night we had been out with, a, with another couple, some friends, and, and, uh, and he had this Care Bear that was like his security blanket. Come on, some of you parents, your grandparents, you know what that's like. I mean, that bear went everywhere with him and he, oh, he had to have it to, to get a good night's sleep. I mean, that was even more so. Well, somehow in the process, him in the car and, and, and uh, in and out of the car seat and these other folks getting out and, and lost that bear. I went back in the night when we discovered it was missing. I went back and retraced where we had been and looked for that, that crazy stuff bear and couldn't find it. And so get back to the house and he's boohooing and he's crying and he's, he wants his bear. And I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and we're going to ask Jesus to give a replacement that you're going to get another bear. In my mind, I'm thinking I've got to go to the store and buy a bear and bring it, bring it home. And, and again, it's too late tonight, you know, at that night. And, and so it wasn't going to happen that night. So he prays and as he's praying, he prays this prayer, this childlike faith prayer of saying, God, I, I, I believe you and I trust you. And it was amazing that from this little kid, and, but he, he got real specific. He said, and I'm, I'm asking for a brand new Care Bear. Just like I, I, I had. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what, how am I going to find that even? And I'm gonna, I'm thinking going through, you know, I'm gonna have to go to the store. I'm gonna have to, I, what, what is, what does this look like, you know? And and so he prayed that he went to sleep. He was anxious for nothing. But in his prayer and supplication with request, he he made his his desire known before God, and he left it with him. The next morning, early morning hours, I, you know, at that time working construction, I get my old truck, you know, and I'm. And I'll never forget, I'm driving down uh, this street. It's four-lane street. And I'm kind of heading into the sun a little bit. And, and, it's, and it's early morning, sun's just coming up. And as I'm, as I'm driving, all of a sudden, right in the middle of the street, right there on the yellow stripe line, right in the middle, I get this glisten off this box. And I'm like, what in the world? And I'm looking and there's no traffic 
that that's that's coming or going. It's it's like me in this moment, which seems strange. That's a busy street, and I literally just pull up, open my door, and I reach down and pick up this box with this brand new Care Bear. See, don't don't show up to me and try to say God doesn't answer prayer. He answered the prayer of this little kid, this little young man. And may, as he made his request known to God, I, it did something for my faith. I was like, God! You know, you start going, okay, what, what else do I need? Do I need to? Lane, would you pray for me? Would you ask God for this? Would you? <laughs> I mean, it's like the faith of a child. What would happen if we really came to God with a childlike faith and just asked God and just gave it over to Him and just let Him be God in our lives and show up? Just get on the receiving end of that. Come on, effective prayer. That's what we're talking about today. Now, sometimes we struggle in this. I think that prayer starts with this desire, but prayer, you know, it's not sustained just from desiring, I'll tell you, that you have to move to a discipline to where you carve out specific time and you make it a priority and you, uh, there's times when it's, it, you don't feel like praying. Your flesh will be talking you out of it. There'll be all kinds of busyness that'll try and push it out, but you discipline and then ultimately you find a place of delight to where you look forward and you enjoy that time with God. I want to encourage you in this. And some of you need to experience God in a powerful way. It may be to make him your Lord and Savior, to, to bow your knee and confess you with your mouth, saying, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I give you my life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins in any areas that, that you know is displeasing to God. And begin to allow him by his grace to invade your life and move you over. Because listen, you... Uh, it, we need, we need Jesus to be Savior of our lives and to get us saved, but we also need the same God to keep us saved. It, it's, not, it's not on us. You, none of us were able to perform that, to be good enough, to get saved, and you're not going to keep yourself saved. You need the grace of God. We need the grace of God. We, we, we can't do this by the arm of the flesh, even in this walk with God. So get real with God and begin to move into this time in this place of prayer. I'm going to pray for us and just declare the word of God over our lives. Father God, we just thank you right now. And we thank you for all those that are watching online, that are viewing this, that are, that are hearing this maybe by audio the television broadcast. Father, we thank you for the power of your spirit invading lives and making uh, uh, heart transformation, inward transformation. God, by your spirit, by the work of your word at work in our lives, bringing, bringing even transformation, uh, renewing, a renovation of our thought lives. And, and, and Father, that, that right now I just stand against the spirit of fear and I declare, I rebuke the spirit of fear and I declare the love of God, the power of God in a sound mind over each and every one of us. And that we would not be anxious for anything, but we would offer ourselves in this, in this place, in this time for worship, 
to express our, our thanksgiving, our petitions, our requests being made known with that thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for all of those truths just beginning to uh, be incorporated into our spiritual life in our walk with God and you would call us to this place and we would hear the call and we would see the invasion of your anointing, of your presence, of your power, of your glory covering the earth. And Father, that you would turn this situation around, that we would see breakthrough. And so Father, I thank you for that. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301. TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.